Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Understanding Descartes. This is our final episode for Descartes. And in this episode, we'll be focusing on the ninth paragraph of uh, the sixth meditation, as this is the only part that we need to study and look at for Descartes' set reading. So while we're only looking at the ninth paragraph of Descartes' sixth meditation, I'm just going to give a bit of a brief rundown of what is the context of the sixth meditation, um, so it's useful if you understand the context of this meditation. So Descartes begins the meditation by noting the strong possibility that material objects exist since they are the subject of pure matter of pure mathematics, which can be perceived clearly and distinctly. Descartes then goes on to provide two arguments for the existence of material things, one based on the faculty of imagination and the other on the senses. Descartes commences the first of these arguments by drawing a distinction between imagination and understanding, Using examples of shapes, Descartes tells us what he considers a triangle. He both understands the triangle as a figure bound by three lines and sees the triangle with his imagination. However, when he considers a chilagon, a figure with a thousand sides, although he is able to understand it uh, with the same clarity as which he's able to understand a triangle, he's not able to imagine it. It's really hard to imagine a uh, clearly a shape with a thousand sides. Because imagination requires a particular effort, that understanding does not, Descartes concludes that imagination and understanding are different. Descartes then goes on in meditation to reason that imagination isn't an essential property of the mind, for if he lacked it, he would still remain the same individual. Thus, it must depend on something other than the mind for its existence. It therefore seems reasonable to conjecture that the body exists. Continuing on, Descartes then turns his attention to what he perceives as the way of the senses, that he has a body, that this body is located among the other bodies, and that on account of this body he experiences sensations. Given these perceptions are involuntary and qualitative differently to those experienced in meditation or in remembrance, it seems reasonable to conclude that these perceptions are not produced by the mind alone, but by objects outside of it. Remembering back to Meditation 1, Descartes notes that he has good reason to doubt the testimony of the senses. However, he also notes that over the course of the meditation, he has achieved a clearer understanding of both himself and God, and so, just as he should not accept everything he has acquired from the senses, nor should he necessarily call everything into doubt. So it is at this point that we arrive at our paragraph that we are going to be studying. So Descartes begins our paragraph with the claim that whatever can be understood clearly and distinctly is capable of being created by God, so as to correspond exactly to the way it is understood. So basically that because we can clearly and distinctly understand two things as being distinct from one another, it is compelling evidence that they are distinct, and God is capable of making them in the way that they are understood. So it doesn't matter what the required power is to cause this distinction, it is merely that they are distinct. So. Descartes is really arguing that the fact that we can clearly and distinctly understand two things as being distinct from one another is compelling evidence that they are in fact distinct. So from this, Descartes clearly and distinctly understands himself to be a thinking thing. Uh, so finalising this paragraph is the idea of substance dualism. So he's arguing that I am a mind thinking things separate from my body. So he's concluding here that he is distinct from his body and can exist without it. 
So this paragraph really clearly articulates his argument for substance dualism that we've similarly encountered in meditation too.